Hello there, and welcome to episode 53 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me as always is your other host, my son, Colin. Yo. Well. What's up? We're sitting in a really weird configuration because we are currently still at the Anaheim Hilton post, um, like five hours post Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022, Woo. which we attended. Which we attended. We attended. Yeah. We attended. Yeah. <laughs> we went to it. That's true. Well, no, I thought you said ascended. Like, what? <laughs> no. It's late. We're so tired. <laughs> Slap happy. Colin looks like he could... Colin looks like he's just in <laughs> pain. He's just in pain. I told you you're supposed to... I'm sorry. I, okay, here's the deal. Like, We're using a nightstand as a table. <laughs> I'm sitting in a chair with my legs up on the bed because my feet are totally messed up and swollen. And, like, I have to crane my head to look at Colin, who's also sitting using the nightstand as a table. It's a mess, guys. It's a mess. We're trying, though, because you want to know why? Because so much stuff has happened in the last four days. We weren't even sure what to do. Like, we wanted to record, but we weren't really sure what we were going to talk about because there was too much stuff. But then... It's true. But then... This evening, Colin got oh. down in the weeds. Are we getting into this already? Well, you're the one I that... just don't know how we're going to talk about this for an hour. I was thinking maybe we talk about celebration for like the first 10 minutes. Okay, that's fine, but let's just... Okay. We'll do that, but let's just say what the bulk of the episode is going to be. Colin talking about the Kenobi theme. Kenobi, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show dropped, what the heck day was that? The first day. Mid. Oh, well for us it was midnight Friday. Right. Um. Some people got to see it, oh no, 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 it was 9pm, they moved it, that's right. Yeah. It was going to be midnight, then they decided 9pm Pacific because thousands of people were seeing it at 7 o'clock at the convention center during celebration and I think they kind of were like uh oh a bunch of those people are probably going to take to social media two minutes after they see it and maybe right. spoil everybody so I think they thought better of that and decided to have it drop at nine pacific so that maybe there would be less of that probably it makes sense yeah Smart I, moves. I figure that's why they did it but um oh uh, we watched it in our hotel room. Yep. But we've only seen it once, so I'm not really ready to talk about the content of the show so much. Are you um, going? Are we going to talk about the first episodes? I mean, like on another episode of this podcast? Uh, <laughs> probably. I Weird. assume. I assume we're covering the whole show. Yeah. Okay. But again, I've only we've only seen the first two episodes once, and honestly, as tired as I am, I don't think I'm prepared to really dig into yeah. it yet. But tonight, as I was saying... I'm not doing that. Tonight I was saying to Colin, uh, just the the theme music that John Williams wrote for the show. Yeah. 
Natalie Holt did this, the rest of the score. Fire. Fuego. And it's great. Fuego. And we'll probably talk about that on, at a later date. Yeah. Again, we need I to... also have other Star Wars related mu- Star Wars music related things. Okay, hang to on discuss. a second. But hang yeah, on a second. Continue. I want to say why. I want to say why we're. All right, all right, all right, all right. Why we've chosen to majorly just talk about the the John Williams composition for the theme song is because we started kind of talking about it tonight, and then he went. <laughs> he went. Oh, sorry. He went off. He got out his staff paper. It's out, boys. <laughs> he started writing. You know, it's past, out, boys. He started transcribing passages from the theme, <laughs> that theme, and other themes by ear. Well, yeah, we don't, by ear. We don't might have I add. A, we don't have a keyboard or anything. Or there's good know. oral training. Yeah, that's what that's this. In fact, it's actually the reverse process of what normally happens in school for me. Because normally I'm given something to transcribe, and the only way I can figure out the intervals is by running through, okay, latest theme, minor sixth, or sorry, major sixth, uh, Imperial March, major third, uh, Jaws <laughs> theme, minor second. Like, normally I go the opposite way. It's kind of funny. But now, no, I'm actually doing it with Star Wars music. It's kind of funny. Well, and as he was doing this, he's kind of finding some... Little cool gold, things. Little cool gold nuggets yeah. buried in there. Some kind of obviously and some kind of not. But Yeah. Um so we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, this is one of the most I think we could just start by saying in summary, one of the most multi dimensional That's well, multi layered themes that he's written in a while. That's how our conversation started off air because I was like that, it's just whack. That, <laughs> You're just like, this is weird. He, Colin <laughs> went, left my room after we watched the episodes. And I knew I wasn't going to like watch them again because I was too tired. But I listened to the theme song probably the theme song. five or six times. And then a couple, the next day I was like, you know what? That theme song is complicated. It's yeah. Really, it's really complex. And I don't think you had listened to it more than once or twice at that point. I only heard it on the in the show. Oh, so just the one time. Yeah. Um And he was like, "Oh, all right." And then, and then after you listen to it again, you're like, "Yeah, I totally agree. It, it, it is. There's stuff going on." I'm like, "I think there is stuff going on." There's stuff. But there's stuff going on, but a lot um, of stuff actually. But so, I say, multi-layered, multi-dimensional, definitely. And complicated. Multi. I'm sorry. Multi-faceted. As is the character himself. Yeah. So it's pretty good. It's kind it's of pretty good. It's kind of metaphorical. It's honestly I mean we were we, we were it's also to say it. It's metaphorical. Yeah, it's metaphorical. We were also just listening to Anakin's theme a little bit too. And in a way, the way that the music relates to the character relates to the audience, the music in Anakin's theme, the music relates to the character relates to the audience for his theme. Definitely. It's actually pretty meta. You know, which is which I'm personally very into. I'm very into meta music, meta commentary. He was getting very excited at one point and talking so loud. <laughs> I said, "We better be quiet because I think people next door are gonna think we're fighting." Well, <laughs> because we were practically oh, yelling, we were all excited. Ironically, you yeah. clip you clip when you say that. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, that's um, okay. But you say you want to talk about it's celebration finicky. a little bit first. 
we can talk about celebration, but I do want to mention one other thing regarding music in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Unknown Regents. Because oh, I'm right. going to be putting the new mastered version. Exciting. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So just like for y'all, in case you notice, I mean, maybe they'll, the listener will notice that it sounds different. Hopefully you do. Maybe. That'd be kind of cool. But if you do or don't, basically my friend who helped record the original recording with the 80 people in the room. 60 people? 80 people? I don't know. I don't remember. But up there. It was like 60-something. 60-something people in there. Uh, Justin Toombs, my friend, he went into the original mix from 2019, which was recorded at 20, in 2019. You remember? Can you believe that? It's three years old. I feel like it's old. It's going to be three that, years. To be well, it was written in the summer, if you remember that. Mm. I believe it was written in the summer. Really? Either that or winter break. Actually, no, it was probably winter break. I don't remember. But regardless. It was kind of cold when we recorded it. I do remember that. Yes, it was. It was. I remember chilly. there was snow. Mm-hmm. There was snow. But, yeah, he went, he got the original file, completely scrapped it. He started from scratch with the mix. That's what he told me. Really? Wow. Yeah, because we were both realizing something. We both knew, realized things we didn't like about it. Like, we didn't like how prominent the trumpets were. Like, they were just too loud. And there were only two of them in the room. So they kind of sound scarce, but they're too loud. <laughs> so it's like, huh. it just sounds like a solo for the whole time, like, when they play it, which is not good. And then you can't hear the strings, the violins or violas. You just straight up cannot hear them. Uh, you also can't hear the woodwinds. It's very horn, trombone, bass, string bass, string cello, timpani, percussion driven, and trumpet. It's like brass and percussion. That's basically, like, all you get, which... The march aspect of it didn't really come through very well, to be honest. But when he went in and mastered it, which for people who don't know what mastering means, mastering is essentially when you buff a recording. It's just it's just like the buffing of one to a professional quality state. There's like standards for mastered, you know, like albums and stuff and, and mm-hmm. EPs and or uh, LPs and film scores and all that. And... It got mastered at a studio in Logan Square in Chicago, which is a it's apparently a pretty solid studio, and he and a class went along together to go master stuff, and that was the thing he chose to master for class. And you might notice the bass drum's louder. I know the bass drum is much louder. It's much more resonant, which makes the orchestra sound bigger, which is actually kind of cool, I thought. Um, you can hear the strings in the beginning, which I really like. You can hear the brightness of... The woodwinds a lot better, um, and the ending is just huge now. Like it's ridiculously huge now, which is really cool. It just sounds like it's a. It was recorded in a concert hall now. Like it sounds real. It sounds like very Star Warsy. It does. It sounds heaps better, more it professional. Does. You like you can tell. It's so much the like difference for sure. It's so much more washed out, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense when you heard it? Yeah, I think that makes sense. There's so much resonance now, versus like I think originally when we when we did a recording, a lot of it was like there's basically two types of miking, I mean, and this is very basic to to dumb it down like this. But there's room miking where you're recording the overall image in a room, mm-hmm. and you're taking into account the room sound, right? And then there's called spot miking, which is when you put an individual mic up close on like a trumpet or a flute or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're trying to really cancel out the room sound and just get the key element of the instrument, 
we went way too hard on the spot micing. And this recording, I think, has a really nice balance between the room micing and the spot micing, which is how really you hear it when you go to watch a live orchestral piece being played live. Are you falling asleep, dog? <laughs> no. You look like you're falling asleep for saying. You want to stop this? We'll stop this. No, I am fine. All right. Um, anyway, yeah, so hopefully <laughs> y'all enjoyed. Asleep. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the new mastering. Thank you, Justin, if he hears this. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So that's co- I don't know. I thought that was cool. Because that's literally really a three-year... Cool. And, oh, yeah, and we might potentially be releasing it. What? Like, publishing it. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. Uh, he said he wanted to, so I'm like, yo, you know what? Why not? It would be really easy to do it. It's so short. But, yeah. Oh, you've been talking about possibly uh, developing. Writing a bigger one. Yeah. But we won't change our theme song because, you know, we don't want to upset anyone. Well, I mean, I would would... theme song. No, no, no. It's going to be the same piece. It's just going to have more sections. Like, it's literally, there's only one section. It's it's just one. Actually, no, this kind of, there's an intro and then there's a section. That's it. So there needs to be like an intro section, B section, and then the section comes back kind of thing. Just like Obi-Wan's theme. I like that structure, actually, a lot. All right. Well. Anyway. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah. Um, but what did you want to talk about regarding celebrations? I mean, I don't know. We, we just, literally, we just went to Star <laughs> Celebration after two years. Oh. Well. And when you say just, you mean just. Like, I'm literally s- Yeah, that's why, why are we not talking about that? That's weird. I, only because. Okay, I just want favorite things. It was awesome, obviously. And, let's see, favorite things. Um... Um, 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 um. Well, today we went to. Today is Sunday. Yeah. Um, May. T- May. Is it May? Yeah, it, it is, is May. May. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, are you good, bro? <laughs> no, I'm not. May 29th, I think. Yes, Sunday. Um, we actually got to go to one of the big rooms because we actually. Won some lotteries this we time, did. yeah, which was exciting. And um, really, the one I wanted to go to the most was the Bad Batch, and we got to go to that one. So that yeah, was it's pretty good. That was today. That was this morning. Um, no spoils. D- no spoils though. D. Bradley Baker in all yes, dude, all his glory, all his weird multiple personality disorder glory. The man baffles me. Like I don't yeah. understand how his you brain know, works like that. Is I mean, it's impressive. But to be honest with you, seeing okay, well, we saw him do a a a, a read a script a read. read with what's her name Michelle Ang, yeah, who plays Omega. Yes, from the scene when they're trapped in that engine of the Venator, the crashed Venator, mm-hmm. and watching him do that. I feel like he thinks it's easy. <laughs> well, clearly. It, it, it's it not... looks so easy for him. I was like, I wonder how, like, how hard that is. But no, it actually looks like he doesn't even really need to, like... I don't think he does. I think he's just brilliant, brilliantly talented in this for the for what he does. And yeah. watching the man just effort, good. effortlessly change from Hunter to Tech to Echo to Record to Crosshair, like, just, it didn't... It doesn't phase the man. At it all. doesn't. However, 
He did have a pause when he changed to Hunter the first time. I noticed that. But Hunter pauses. I think that's on purpose. You think so? I'm I'm positive. The way he reads Hunter is very measured, and there is a lot of pausing when he reads Hunter. That's true. We should like we should like timbrely, acoustically analyze the voices <laughs> for why for how they're different. I actually think crosshairs and text voices are very similar. They're very similar. They're very similar, but you can tell the difference. Crosshair hisses more, to be well, totally he, fair. He sounds, you like, know, more like back, a bad guy. I wonder if he thinks about, like, where in his throat. Of course he does. That's so interesting, dude. That I think that that's so interesting, actually. I'm Like, larynx. Like, his larynx. I wonder if he took classes in college. Because I know, like, vocal majors, like, I'm sure performance he, I don't classes. Know. I mean, you know. But yeah, biology, say, anatomy classes. I was going to say, when you're, um... A, a technically trained singer, vocalist, you learn about all that stuff. You learned how to make different sounds with your voice. So, yeah, I'm sure he's an expert. Cool. He's an expert at it, and a lot of vo- you know voice actors probably are. What's that dude? Oh, what's his name? I always forget his name. He did that bit where he does all the sound effects and all the voice acting in the. Tie Fighter, the fir- the the first Tie Fighter fight in Episode Four. I have no idea. He's a very famous voice actor. Like he, he Key and Peele did a bit on him. I don't know. Dude, come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue what you're talking about. I literally. Don't He's like know. basically like a foley artist and a voice actor. Like he does like sound effects. I like, I believe you, but I don't know who you're like, talking about. I want to say George Michael, but that's not it. It's like Winslow or like Winston. Um, Will, Willow. Anyway, you don't what remember? about him? I mean, I feel like I wonder if he's spoken with him. Because he, he's like, this guy I'm thinking of is like, um, I don't know, I just think of him whenever I hear him talk and do his, his acting. Like, the way oh. he switches so fast. Like, he, like this other guy I'm thinking of is like the king of that. Doing like Leia and Luke and Han Solo and Chewbacca and C-3PO just like going Wow. Like, no. It's a crazy video. Have you, have you not seen this video? I don't think so. No, that's why Dude. I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. <sighs> okay, well, you talk. I'm going to look up his name. Okay. <laughs> um, well, anyway, we, the Bad Batch panel, they announced that season two is coming in the fall, which I wish was sooner. I was hoping they were going to say summer and it was going to be a big surprise, but nah, it's not till the fall. Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow is this guy. Doesn't ring a bell. Oh my god, dude, yeah, you gotta see this video. If y'all have not seen this, you gotta look up Michael Winslow's Star Wars sound effects. Just okay. look that video up. It's incredible. It's All insane. Right. I will do that. Yeah. He also is on, I think, the David Letterman show at some point. And he, they, it's like a weird bit, but they play, um, what's that song from Led Zeppelin that goes, or is it Aerosmith? No, that's Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm not good at Led Zeppelin song names. Like I know the songs, but I don't know their names. Where's that? Cool Because they all have. You weird know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. It's cool. Like that. He does his voice <laughs> so it, well, it dude. But 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 th- that's not even the cool part. I mean, that's the cool part. And then the guy next to him is just like, like he's just, like the guy is in awe watching Freaking him out. do it. It's perfect. And he like covers the mic in a certain way to like get it to have his like. Wow. But then he does the guitar oh, solo. Wait a minute. Are you talking about the guy that used to be in the police academy movies? 
I have no idea. Is that idea. the same guy? I have no idea. I think it might be the same guy. But he was really young when he was... Like, he's a wackadoo guy. When he was in the Police Academy movies, he was really young. So oh, cool. So he's probably old now, but... Um, but he does the guitar solo. Oh and he sounds like that guitar solo, man. Like... Funny. Like, even, like, the scrapes of the hands. Wow. It's, 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 it's insane, dude. It's literally insane. Anyway. Um, anyway, Bad Bash. Bad Bash, yeah. <laughs> D. Bradley Baker was great. Um, they, we got to see a clip. Trailer. From season clip, two. Yeah. And the trailer. Trailer's on YouTube. You can look it up if you, if you want it to. It looks fire. It looks super fire. Are we going to talk about the trailer? Should we not? Nah, we're already 20 minutes in, so. Okay, well, there are some characters that we know. Wookiee Jedi. That we know. Am I allowed to say that? Well, you just did. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're listening to us talk during a Star Celebration (laughs) recap, I feel like. Well, then we might as well just say who was in the trailer. I guess. We can say that. I guess. Uh, The big applause was for Cody. We're getting some Cody action. Oh. Uh, Colin loves Cody. And Dude, then, he's so underrated. And the, so oh, underrated. I meant to look up the Wookiee Jedi's name. Yeah. He was in Rebels, right? Was he in Rebels? No. That was that was a Clone Wars episode with the little Wookiee. With the little young. I know. Young yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but and we're I, assuming it's the same. Yeah. Wookiee. That's true. Because he's a. He looks like he's about, you know, like a teenager in yeah. this trailer. So that would have been about the right amount of years um, from that episode of The Clone Wars where they have to save the the little younglings. Yeah. Um, and there's a Wookiee youngling. That's true. That's true. It's probably the same one. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then um, there is a animated woman of color. Yes. That looks... Like her hairstyle and just her, you know, facial appearance, her features look to me like a young, um, why did her name just leave my brain? Sana Staros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I haven't actually looked around to see if anybody else thought that or, um, I mean, she has... The same hairstyle. Yeah. And she does. the same What does she do appearance. in the lore? Do you know? Um, there's a she was I know she's been around, but um I know her from a comic where I can't even remember what happens afterwards, but she pops up and says that she's Han Solo's wife. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Which I don't even remember if that's the truth or not, or if she's just scamming, but... Um, <laughs> scamming and scheming. Uh, yeah, but I just, I wonder if that's who that was, but... Um, uh, what else happens in the trailer? That Well, Omega is clearly a little bit older looking. I thought they were going to have a bigger time jump, but... Or I thought maybe they might age her up more, more than they oh. did. But this looks pretty much... Uh, you know, maybe like a year later. They maybe. said five years. They did? Yeah, they said five years. Five years? That's what they said. She'd be like... She'd be like 17. I don't know, dude. Weird. They said five. Huh. I missed that when they say that. During the panel. I don't know. 
How did I not hear that? I don't know. Are you making that up? No, they said five years. Hmm. Wow. Well, I missed that. I mean, they might have been like just grossly over-exaggerating how much time passed, but... Wow. Well, that's really interesting. I think they said that. I'm pretty sure. Now you're making me question it, but... (laughs) Well, maybe while you're... um... Talking about the music, I'll I'll Google that real quick and see if that's actually what they said. Okay. Um, but I was the one thing that I was disappointed about they didn't talk about was the music. True. And I really wanted uh, Kevin Kiner to be there. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of bogus he wasn't there. He's never there. He's he is. I was about to say he's often he oh. was often at Clone Wars panels, like all the time. Oh. I've seen him at least two Clone Wars panels. Okay. So I was a little sad that he didn't show up. Yeah, it blows. And they didn't really talk about the music at all. But, you know, they only had an hour, and they had um, the clip to show, and the trailer they showed us twice. Yeah. Oh, we got a badass poster, too. Yeah, true. <laughs> it was honestly the best poster that they gave out the it's entire weekend. I was. It's really cool. It looks like an old... Um, Pulp Fiction was Stop. what we agreed upon. No, you said that. I said no. It's it's like old spaghetti western style, but I mean Tarantino copied that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but originally yeah. it's old older westerns from like the I don't know fifties maybe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> as as we were sitting in the big arena. There were a lot of empty seats up in the upper level. Like, and I'm offended. I, I'm personally offended. I was taking it personally <laughs> that that arena was not going to be full, but it was just that they hadn't loaded the room with the standby line, line yet. And once they did that, it was full. I was about to take to Twitter and be like, you guys are sleeping on the bad match and I'm not going to have it. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't have to do that because <laughs> yeah. it did fill up. And people were pretty psyched. Yeah, man. Especially after the trailer. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. What was so is that your favorite part of the celebration, was that panel? Well, my favorite, favorite part of celebration That's what I asked you, yeah. is just that finally getting to see people that I haven't seen in oh, three, okay, okay. like three years. Yeah. That's cool. And really, that's why I'm so exhausted. Yeah, I know. Because I am, at heart, an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying I did not want to see these people. I desperately did. No, but, I think you know, they would all... I'm pretty sure they're also all introverts. It's, it's exhausting. <laughs> they seem introverted. It's, it's exhausting. I'm real spent. I'm going to take a couple of weeks yeah. of not talking to anyone <laughs> to get Good back for you. to... to get back I to have to give presentations this week now. Oh, I'm sorry. But, but what was your favorite thing? I was going to say what's, my, what's your favorite and least favorite thing. Oh, least favorite thing? Oh. Probably missing the first panel, just in general. Let me just, <laughs> let me just... All right, we cannot spend much more time on this, but yeah. I am actually, I'm going to email, oh. I don't know who, I guess Disney, I guess Lucasfilm, I guess Whoa. Reed Pop, I don't know who to, I don't know who to talk to about this, because I don't know who, whose decision this was, but to not stream, first of all, they didn't stream the big panels to to the world. Yeah. So That's I lame. guess I'm sorry if you can't afford to fly to Anaheim and Yeah, it's pretty lame. Pay for a trip, you don't get to see anything? 
Yeah. I'm sorry. That's that's terrible. That's yeah, terrible. It's pretty bad. Because the one thing most people will say they love about coming to celebration or even watching it online is that you feel the community coming together. Yeah. <laughs> the star your Star Wars people coming together. That's awesome. It's celebration. That's why it's that called is, celebration. That is celebration. Not a con. <laughs> not only did they not stream the big panels on YouTube to people that can't come here, they didn't even stream them in the at convention. The convention. Yeah, like man. other than okay, so they had the big stage which is in an arena and then they had two streaming rooms, but you had to enter a lottery to get into any of those three rooms. And all you know, up until this year, if you couldn't get into any of those three rooms, they would they would at least show the panel that was going on on the floor. On the show floor. Which is where I saw the trailer episode for nine. episode nine. <laughs> and a lot of sick. And there's footage like you can look it up of the floor. How many? It was hype. It, there were. I actually believe it was cooler in there than it people. was in the panel. Yeah, I actually think that too. Yeah, it was pretty. Exciting. It is. I love that video. I just watch that video just sometimes for shits and giggles. Like it was also. The, it was really also awesome. It was also careful about the clipping. Sorry. It was also the first time I had experienced a. Pa- a reveal, like one of those big celebration reveals, like gets the people going, you know? Yes. When you weren't there and Dad and Delaney were there. That yeah. was kind of, that was a very different experience for me because, like, I was with Dad and Delaney and they had never experienced that. They had that. never experienced it either, yeah. So that was just very special. It is. But just to hear Pal's voice, dude. Right. That, in that room was great. And it was, like, boomy, too. Like, the you know that room? Those rooms are super, like, cement walls. Yeah. Like, that whole room is an echo chamber. Bounces. <laughs> Yeah, so his voice just, like, ringed out and everyone just freaks out. It is one of the great joys of my life to experience something like that, either at, yeah. you know, Celebration or Comic-Con or wherever. That's why I go to these things. It seemed, like, Literally. barred off from people. It's pretty bad. So they didn't even stream it to the other attendees. And basically, you know, when you're in those rooms, they tell you, you put your phone on, we're going to slap you upside the head and kick you out of here. Like, yeah. They don't allow people inside the room to record anything either so bottom line was if you weren't lucky enough to win the lottery or you weren't fortunate enough to be able to come to celebration you don't get to participate in this in this amazing panel that we have and that is a bullshit i'm sorry it's not fair and it's not okay and i am going to let them know my feelings about it and I think everybody else who I heard saying the same thing should also let them yeah, know. Yeah, true. That Your we, email won't do much. We did not appreciate that yeah. at all. I don't know if anyone would appreciate it. I don't think anyone would like that. I mean, even it's my like, friend, even our friends that got into the panel were like, man, I cannot believe they didn't even Yeah, it kind of feels weird that way, huh? To the floor. Yeah. Sh- the show floor. Like, ugh. Chicago Comic Con, baby. So, um... That was definitely my least favorite thing. Okay, well. What was your favorite and least favorite? My favorite was... My favorite panel was either... Well, okay, my favorite thing about it was the panels. Not gonna lie. Okay. That's why I'm here. (laughs) To be fair. I mean, why are you... That's legit. Um, What's wrong with that? I think my favorite panel then was... Actually, no. Here's my favorite thing about this celebration in general. 
it felt way more geared. This celebration in general, with the panels, felt way more geared towards the artists who were not the actors. Mm, mm-hmm. It felt way more geared towards like art directors and cinematographers and animators and sound people, music people. Like it felt just like way more surrounding that aspect of Star Wars, which is my favorite aspect of Star Wars, like anything really, mm-hmm. other than the act. And I love that stuff, of course, but like the real stuff I'm obsessed with is that kind of post-production, pre-production stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and production stuff, just not the acting. Like not, just like, I I've obviously love the acting, but there's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes that doesn't get enough love, you know? And it felt like this one gave it a lot of love. And in particular, my favorite panel, I think I still have to say, the Bad Batch one was really good. And I actually really liked, we also saw a Joseph Campbell one. Oh, that right. was dope. That was a great Really panel. liked that. Mm-hmm. That was a great panel. But the ILM one was my favorite. For sure. Oh, the light and magic documentary. Industrial light and magic documentary panel. That one was just really cool because Phil Tippett was there. <laughs> um, Matt Wood was there. Um, Larry Kasdan. Larry Kasdan was Howard. there. Larry Kasdan wasn't there. He zoomed in, actually. Oh, well, he's like, supposed to be there. But yeah, Ron Howard. Like, literally all the big ones. The big names. And cool behind-the-scenes stories about, like, what ILM was like back in the day. Like, what it looked like. Did they say when that documentary is coming out? Not. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe they did. I just didn't know. Oh. I probably just didn't know. They must have. But, yeah, there was cool pictures, cool videos, cool sound. Like, actual sound, videos with audio, which is normally rare. You, a lot of the times they'll show you, like, clips. Like, no sound or, like, mm-hmm. as they talk over it. But we actually, like, watched from audio back in the day. Of them talking to each other about ideas and stuff. Oh. So, really cool. And, yeah, I'm just obsessed with that kind of stuff. So, that's it was really cool to see. And they, and they didn't just talk about Star Wars, too, which I thought was also very refreshing. They talked about Jurassic Park, the T-Rex. They talked about, because Phil Tippett, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they also talked about Willow. And, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. But then my least favorite part, controversy here controversy here the episode two panel (gasps) it was my least favorite part what what's wrong with you why energy was way off i felt uncomfortable in that room really i did yes what do you mean it did not i did not like the energy in the room during that panel i don't really know it felt like well maybe i wasn't paying any attention to anything other than tomorrow well yeah no no, that was the best part (laughs) he was he was of course the best part amazing i thought he was the best part him and daniel um oh gosh i forget his last name daniel daniel logan yes daniel logan who played little baby boba you know i like them but i got way too much of them not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie bro (laughs) i was not there for that i was there for oh well Talking about the movie, which we talked about only a very little bit of the movie. Well, okay. We never talked about the chase. They never talked about the... Oh, they talked about the arena, I guess, but not a lot about the Geonosis battle, just in general. Which the, is, those are the two favorite the parts of the movie for me. The issue with those anniversary panels is... They're so short, dude. They only have an hour, and they invite a lot of people. But they sometimes can't go. And I get that. It's just I'm not I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just saying that I know. it what well, it turned out to be the lamest panel out of all of them for me. I got a lot out of every other one, frankly. 
Oh, well, I, I liked it. I thought. I mean, it was I cute. liked it, but it was boring. And it was our, <laughs> it was our only chance to see um, Ewan and Hayden. In yeah, person. that's cool. Of course. Yeah, that's cool. And we were sitting hella close, which was nice. That was also cool. So. But compared to everything else, like, everything else kind of resonated with me in a certain way. I felt very disconnected in that panel. I felt like I was not there. Kind of oh, well, that's too bad because you really wanted to see that one. It's okay. I mean, again, they did not talk about the thing. Not even if that, even if I was felt, did feel connected, it was still, we didn't never talked about Geonosis battle, battle of the Genosis, and we never talked about the chase. Never touched about the chase. Did you notice that? Not even one reference to there it. There was one. There was one. There was one. One. I know. It's the coolest part of the movie. Anyone would agree it's the coolest part of the movie. I don't think anyone would agree it's the coolest part of the movie. Dude. There's so much cool in that movie. I don't think I like I would not say that was the coolest part of the movie. I mean, we never we didn't even really talk about Anakin and Padme very much. Well, like, I mean, what? we we never mentioned Padme. People were really mad about we that. We went to we went to um, Sky Talkers podcast had a yeah, she made a, oh yeah yeah had yeah, yeah, yeah. a, had a cool. panel in the podcast room. That's what and said, that's they what, brought that up. That's like, true. How are you going to talk about Attack of the Clones for an hour? And not talk about Padme. Wild, dude. That was weird. And I didn't even realize it because, again... It's a weird panel. Whack panel. T- I'm telling again, you. Again, completely focused on Tomorrow Wars. And it was like, disorganized. And I actually think that those two uh, disorganized it. I really do. Oh, I thought they were... I wow. could easily... T- I could tell... It was so easy to tell that Ashley Eckstein was floundering because of how much they were disrupting the flow of the panel. See? And I hate to say that. I hate to say that, but get your own panel then, bro. I'm sorry. Get your own panel. Get your I own panel. They were super fun. I don't know. It's, I don't know. And then, of course, like I said, Hayden and um, you and I'm not saying I don't like Tomorrow. I love Tomorrow Morrison, dude. I love him. But, like, I don't know. It, it was weird. It was weird. I, I did not get what okay. I wanted out of All the right. panel. I mean, that's fair. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but yeah. I... But I liked everything. Actually, fine. I liked this celebration a lot. I would say, compared to Chicago... I would not say it was as good, but it was almost as good. It was it, close. It was... There was a lot of cool things that happened. Really disorganized. But the panels were great. I really liked most of the we, panels. The panels we were good that we saw, and we had to miss several yeah, we that missed we some of the really ones. wanted to go to. That's fine. Um, I have no regrets. Oh, the Creatures of yeah, Return dope. of the Jedi that we went to today? Uh was great. That was dope. That was so fun. Also disorganized, kind of, but kind of dope. Well, they they just simply had There's too much information. Too much information, and not <laughs> enough time. They were at the, and flying flying through the slides. Yeah. But the one thing that um, I was like, oh my god, when they had that list of creatures and they had given them all like, yeah, crazy names, that they were gonna have be at Jabba's palace. Yeah. There's a boopo a boop. Bubo, yeah, Bubo. I don't know what that is, though. That was the name of the creature, the sea creature in Resistance. That oh. our buddy and pal, oh, Bob Bergen, played. Yes. Oh, uh, that's cool. So I'm like, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> it's an old Do, idea. Are people aware that that's where that name came from? Mm, probably not. Because I certainly was not aware of that. Good catch. That's a good catch. Um, But that's cool. That. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was um, cool. We went to see the um, was it Pride Squadron? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. That was really yeah. There was that was interesting. Really interesting. I, I learned a lot actually. I did not know those characters existed. I had to cut out a little early because I had to do something, go to a meetup. But yeah. um, what I saw was like, oh wow, yeah. There's a lot of a lot more representation, especially in the early years of the EU that I was. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the EU, so that's a shock that I didn't know. But um, well, it's just a lot of the stuff is happening in the books, but it's like, come on, man. I know. <laughs> what you doing? What you trying it's, to say? It's what you trying to say, dude? What you trying to say? It's got to be like right around the corner where it's gonna yeah. be on our screens soon. Um, and then um, we saw a bit. You saw Far Visions. I didn't see that. Oh my gosh! I saw like literally Visions season the two last announced. Two minutes. Of Big it. hype. Big hype. Yeah, that is very exciting because I really didn't expect there to be a season two. And then. Oh, yeah, the Joseph Campbell one. The Joseph Campbell one is right up there. Yeah. Towards the top for me. Yeah, same. Uh, that was really cool because they were discussing um, the... They, t- they, they picked three scenes from the first season of Mandalorian. Yeah, they were... It was it was mostly almost all Armor. about the Man- Mandalorian. And, <laughs> yeah, one of the panelists is absolutely obsessed with the armor, so... Best friends. Yeah, I would love to be best friends. Get on the podcast. <laughs> I'd love to be best friends. Um, uh, honestly, these four days flew by so fast, I don't even know what I did. Like, I don't know. I bought a lot of t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a black chrysanthemum t-shirt. I cannot <laughs> wait to wear it. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. I did. I finished my WC analysis. Oh, my gosh. No, let's not talk about that. We're talking about music today. I so, know, but you know. Um, coming soon... Well, probably not that soon because I don't think Last week episode? season three of The Mandalorian is going to, or or the Ahsoka show is coming until the oh. end of the year. <laughs> but. Here we go, boys. And of course, we didn't see this personally because they did not stream cares, The bro? Mandalorian on, plus Mando universe, Mandoverse panel. But I have seen photos that they showed of our queen. <laughs> Bo Katan, sitting on a throne. Yes, sir. Sitting on a throne. Looking savage. Looking pretty. Um, pretty upset, actually. Upset. <laughs> 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 Don't know why, but um, doesn't matter. She's sitting on a throne. So that's pretty woo. cool. Big hype. Throne room. Exciting. I mean, isn't it the same throne though? It's the throne. No, it's not. Oh, is it different? Oh, heck yeah. It's very oh, different. I, don't, I didn't look close enough. It's um, it's kind of interesting because it's Topsy. almost like a combination, because now I'm a throne room expert. Yeah, It's kind of like a combination of Ursa Wren's. Oh. It reminded me of Ursa Wren's in that it was really super wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her helmet is sitting next to her. Just like Ursa Wren would do. She would, like, take her helmet off and sit it. There was, like, a little spot for her helmet to sit. Yeah, sure. In this wide seat. Sure. So it reminded me of that, but it also, like, the back of it, kind of, weirdly. Jabba's. Count Dooku. Oh, cool. All right, all right. I tr- hey, man, you're the, you're the sage when it comes to this stuff. So. I mean, I'm just talking about the chair itself. Okay. What about, is there a dais? I couldn't tell if it's oh, a Oh, dude. What are you doing, man? I'll have to... 
You're the deus guy. I saw a grainy bootleg fi- yeah. picture, okay? <laughs> I don't know. But hopefully, soon, they're going to release the trailers that nobody else got to see. That would be lovely of them. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, and the Andor trailer. Oh, uh, yes. We did see that one. Percussion Ensemble in Space. <laughs> Colin is pretty jazzed. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Because they cool stuff. The, the music in the trailer, tons of percussion. Yeah. And weird percussion. Yeah. Not like normal percussion instruments, but like like when Giacchino used the metal. parts of the plane for There's the There's a lot of music. metal. Yeah. It was like, what are they banging on? Some kind of something. <laughs> Not normal, like a something. Weird. So, but that trailer actually gave me goosebumps. I'm kind That's a good trailer. of intrigued. Definitely the best trailer we saw besides Bad Batch. And it, I heard them say they've ordered basically two seasons right Yeah, they said the 16. Bat. Like a bunch of episodes already. So, they're must pretty be good. <laughs> they're pretty confident in that show. Kathleen Kennedy like. must think, "Oh, this is good." And that's coming very soon. Yeah. Was it summer? Yeah. Sometime in the summer. I can't remember now. I think so, yeah. But anyway. Um, Good stuff. Yeah. Lots but of... We should... We got to get into yeah. this. Okay. So let's start talking about the theme to Kenobi, which is entitled... This is important, but already off the bat, okay? Off the bat. The title, the title. of this music composition yes. is simply... Simply the name. Obi-Wan. That's it. Which... Not Obi-Wan's theme. Yes. Not Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, which I love. It's cool that way. It's just Obi-Wan. Like, thank you. <laughs> you don't need to say it's a theme. Obviously, like, you can just say his name, you know? But I feel like... I mean, we were just talking about... We talked a lot about this before we just started recording. And, what, and I think that that's very interesting because, you know, we see Princess Leia's theme, uh, the Imperial March, which is, like, Darth Vader's theme... Um, Anakin's theme, it's called that, literally. Um, what other themes are there? What's called theme? Yoda's theme. Yoda's theme. Uh, yeah, so, like, all these characters. Luke and Leia's theme. Or is it just called Luke It's and just Leia? called Luke and Leia. Oh, okay. But these individual character themes. Even Ahsoka has a theme called Ahsoka's theme. But I just think it's very interesting, especially in the context of what we've already seen from the show. By the way, huge show spoilers, probably. Actually, I don't even know if we're really going to get into spoilers. We didn't really talk about spoiler content earlier. But anyway. Well, just maybe we might, so... In case, yeah. So don't want Obi-Wan spoilers. But just knowing how Obi-Wan has been this low, lone soul already, we've, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's very cool that the title of the music is not surface level like that. It's more, it's not like a label of a character. It's almost like it's, to me, you're listening to a representation of the character. That And that, I think, is very special. And it big time is. And it really is. And not only that, but I have notes. I actually have one note. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like the big thesis statement, so I'm not going to get, I'm not going to say, you know what I'm talking about? No. No, okay, well, <laughs> we'll get to that. So... <laughs> Um, where do you even start, dude? I'm well, okay. Half not awake. So number one, that I think is very cool. I'm just gonna talk about what I think is cool, and then kind of like branch off of that into talking about technical things, I guess. But I think it's cool that it's very reminiscent of the Force theme, and I think that that's the thing that everyone notices immediately. 
Right. I would say that if anyone's listening to this music and trying to understand it, it's that, oh, this is very similar to the Binary Sunset music mm-hmm. that you hear. And I will tell you how similar it is. <laughs> should, should I play it? Yeah. Okay, so really I just the beginning, to, though. It's just, really hard to talk about this without playing the little snippets. Yeah, so... I'm just going to play the beginning of it. I don't want to clip, sorry. I'm going to turn this down. We are obsessed with the, the theme, though. Like, Oh, did I not say that? Yeah, we like the theme a lot. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Yes. So, let me play the beginning of oh, it. Oh, and we missed that, too. John Williams was here, by the way. Yeah, he was. NBD. He made a gracious NB- presence. NBD, you know, just NBD. dropped by and played a whole bunch of music that nobody got to see because they didn't stream the panel. Okay, should I show <laughs> the beginning of Obi-Wan first, or should I show the binary subset music first? Um, Let's do Obi-Wan first, because it's new and everybody kind of knows the first theme. So. Okay, so before I play this, pay attention to, because what we were about to talk about for a brief moment is not composition, it's not about the theme, it's not about pitches or music or rhythm. It's not about that. It's about what is called orchestration, which is essentially the same as instrumentation. I'm just going to use that very simple, a simpler term. Instrumentation. Pay attention to, you know, like what instruments you hear, what they're doing. Like, are they just holding a note, like just e, or are they going like or are they going you know, just like pay attention to the motion, I guess is the best way to say it. And pay attention to what instrument is playing the melody when it comes in. And you don't even know specifically, like, trombone, clarinet, whatever. But is it, like, a brass instrument? Is it, like, a woodwind instrument? Is it someone singing? Like, you know, just, like, kind of... I don't know how clear this is going to come through the microphone out of a speaker from a phone, but we'll see. Here we go. I'll put it closer to the mic, sorry. Here we go. Okay, I'll stop it there. So, what do we have there? First, what do we hear? That would be strings. That's, what that's right. Like... But are they, and they're kind of going like, they're doing this. Yes. So, so that's like a thing called tremolo. That's just a technique where the violinists mostly, sounds like, are just taking their bows and going back and forth really fast over the string. So you get kind of this rapid movement. Um, it's been used for hundreds of years. Like that sound has been used since like Beethoven and stuff like that. And then the theme comes in over that, right? Uh-huh. It's a very scarce texture, right? We just have this string, the high strings, and then a, and then a brass instrument uh-huh. plays this melody. Specifically, it's a horn that plays the 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 melody, right? Uh-huh. And it's like the the horn is kind of lower than the strings, even. Like, you can kind of hear, like, the horns is very warm. It's underneath this high string bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that is Obi-Wan, the beginning of it. And this is the beginning of, well, what people call the binary sunset scene. And I need to find it really quick. So, pardon-moi. There it is. So, again, talking orchestration, right? So... The material, the material is not the same, but you can hear like I like to think of like 
composition is like working with the material and like really getting into the dirt. Orchestration is like setting the cast. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's like giving the shell of what you can do inside of it and create inside of it. Mm-hmm. So and it's like very. It's also the color. Like it, it adds like that t- that um. You know the sound of strings and the sound of brass. Like it kind of characterizes what's happening immediately. You don't even need to hear pitches or rhythm. You just kind of know it. You can create an image in your mind. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the binary sunset for episode four. I'm gonna find it. Hold on. Ah. So there's strings, right? If you listen carefully, there's the tremolo. And then this happens. There it is. So, literally, it's the same orchestration. In fact, I actually think it's the same pitch in the strings. I think. It's like, that's what it is, you know. Humming, 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 humming. Oh no, it's not okay. It's 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 a whole step down. My bad. Um, <laughs> How dare you? Sorry, Get normally out. I don't take Get the lead. Out. I don't I don't have like timestamps saved, so I, I have to like scrub to like find <laughs> stuff. Sorry. So anyway, so immediate relationship fours between um, the force theme and this music, this new Obi Wan theme. Which we I guess we totally should probably misleading. we should probably mention in case some people don't know that initially the intention oh, yes. was for the force what we call the force theme now was obi-wan's it was not the force theme in the theme. album it's called obi-wan it's so called obi-wan that's i mean sort of a no-brainer that he would draw the comparison between the two in the end yep. like for for this new theme yes well like when i was when i knew that john williams was writing the music for this this mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. I just assumed that it was going to be a relationship, that there was going to be a, pre- a yeah. presented relationship between the Force theme and maybe something new. I'm sure a lot. That's what people just, yeah. But I was a, a and and when I heard the string tremolo, I was like, here we go. <laughs> I, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. Here and I hear horn. one horn note. Yeah. I hear one horn note, and I'm like, here comes the fifth. <laughs> However, we don't get a fifth as the first interval. Which is so often used. It's used for Luke's theme. That's the first interval. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main theme of Star Wars, thus. Mm-hmm. And then the Force theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually it's it's not it's not a fifth in the Force theme. It's a fourth, which is related. But I'm not going to get into that. But it, it's that perfect consonant interval that everyone loves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the fanfare interval. That's the way to think about it, I guess. But this does not start with that. Um, I'm not going to play the Binary Sunset, but you know that first interval. Everyone knows that first interval. You sing it. People mm-hmm. sing it all the time. This is the first interval, and I say interval like people know what that means. Sorry. I mean, I think... Do you think I need to explain I, I, No, I don't think you need to explain it. Okay, okay. Here's the first interval we get in the horn when it comes in. Mm. You can even hear the fifth. Mm-hmm. You can hear where it's supposed to go, yeah, but it doesn't get that high. It it's a few notes actually below. You know what I mean? It doesn't get up there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so again, I'm only just talking about the first two notes, like this whole time. So it's already complex. Like it, it like you say, it's complex. It's complex, and the harmonies haven't even come in yet. Like the harmonies make this thing completely crazy. The chords and stuff. But um, I don't know. I just think that that's super interesting and, and immediately sets this precedent of like a subverting of expectations with what you're about to hear. And this is a long thing. It's four minutes, you know, mm-hmm. which is pretty incredible. Yeah, it is really long. He didn't need to do that. No, he didn't. The force theme. I so so yeah. I wrote this stuff out. I wrote out the sorry. I'm clipping. Oops. Um, I wrote out the force theme, and then I wrote out the entire. Obi Wan theme, which I guess that is the, the like the everything up until when the strings come in with the chords, the big chords. Yeah. Should I just play the melody once? Sure. Okay. I'll just play everything from the beginning up until that point, so everyone has the melody in their head if they haven't heard it. Here we go. So, it does. That is the duration of the force theme for this whole second half. So that it is. I would characterize that as the melody of the theme. Like that's it. The A theme at least. Um and so I mean, where are we gonna start with this thing? It's hard to do this because I, I don't have, like, a visual to, like, show people. That's the problem. Um, okay. what I, you, you asked me some questions. I, it's so much easier for you to just ask me questions. What, what should I talk about? Like, what should I do? Well, all the stuff you were screaming about earlier tonight. Like, oh, my God. I just talk about why it's cool? There. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like, there's all okay. this stuff in there. Oh, we're both clipping. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Okay. So, let's just talk about the differences, I guess, first. Okay. Between the Force theme mm-hmm. and Obi Wan's theme, mm-hmm. which is already meta and already meta- metaphorical to talk about, it's pretty crazy. I'll get again. I'll get again. I'll talk about meta later. But um, number one, it's just so interesting because this is like the first time I've really like compared two themes for the same character. Right. And that's weird. That's why it's interesting to me. That's weird. Knowing that the Force theme. Which is used the, to be his theme. According to David Collins, right? You were saying this earlier. The Force theme is the most used theme in all of Star Wars. It's the most used motif. Which is in like all of Star Wars. That gets at our subconscious. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like we I mean we all know what the Force theme sounds like. You, yeah. you don't even people who have never it's more learned used, music in their life. It's more used than the main theme, which yeah. is Luke's theme, who is the supposedly right. the main dude. So That's right, man. That it when he's you know it's not surprising because they do use it a lot. It just yeah. pi- it pops up everywhere in yeah. his movies, so I guess it's not surprising. But yet it is surprising. Yeah, it is. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you would think the main thing, the main motif would be the one, but it's not. Yep. Um, which I just think he likes it more. <laughs> Honestly. Well, I mean, it applies to more. I mean, it applies it does. to more than just How do you make the main theme character. sound like in so many different contexts? Yeah. You know what I mean? The force is the thing. Yeah, it in is. In Star... Well, 
what do I always say? That's, that's, yeah, it's the all about the point of view of the Force. Point of view of the Force. the only point of view in Star Wars that matters. Which, I'll get into that here. Okay. So, okay. The Force theme is different from Obi-Wan's theme in a lot of ways. Um, I'll start with the more specific even ways. Even though I, you can innately feel like We'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, I know. That's the big takeaway. Yeah. That's the big thing I want to talk about. That's the meta stuff. Yes. So, big takeaway, or uh, basic differences, though. Uh, Number one is the first interval you hear, which we just talked about, Mm -hmm. which is the perfect fifth relationship as compared to a minor third relationship, which you already immediately get, like, this sense of, like, loneliness. Like, that's what I get. Mm-hmm. It just sounds lonely to me. Um, well, especially because it's just the horn. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, yeah, we're talking the, about orchestration again. Yes, we're talking about orchestration. I mean, we're talking about a guy who lives in the desert. Well, the tremolo, you know I, mean? I don't know why. That's the desert, dude. But the tremolo, the string tremolo just makes me think of a a searing sun in the desert. Like, just. Totally. Like, also, a, trembling. Literally a trembling true, man. True, true, true. But I don't know why I... That's fair. Probably because of the binary sauce. That's we just talked it, about this. That's what it look, looks like to me. Mm-hmm. The sound, I can't explain that's what cool. I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm saying... No, it's just your interpretation, yeah. That's cool. You can just see, like, the heat waves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Coming off of the sand, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's this horn. And there's the visual of it's really cool. One guy just walking across the desert. Like, well, then that's the point I said Lawrence earlier. Lawrence of Arabia like, or somebody. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like that was my point earlier. Oh, that was, I forgot to write that down. Hold on. Because uh, <laughs> um, I wrote down all the pieces of music that this thing takes from. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. That's inside, my favorite part. Inside and outside of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He really, you guys. My man knows his stuff, dude. He really. Studied. He studies, bro. This is a gift. (laughs) It seriously is, dude. Okay, okay, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. Of the highest order, though. We're talking. We're already an hour in, dude. We got, we got ways to go. So, (laughs) we're going to talk about the basic differences. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I wanted to, I'm sorry. I wanted to respond to what you were saying about the orchestration with it being so lonely, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, your interpretation is not that that tremolo effect in the string sounds like a sun. The point of it is how scarce the instrumentation is. We talk about instrumentation. Yeah. We have the violins and the horn. One horn. You know what I mean? The horn being alone clearly signifying, like, this lone ranger, like, lone wolf. Yeah, he's clearly vibe. Um, And not only that, but the contour of the melody is very... It's jagged. It's not like the force theme. That's a big difference. The force theme rises yes. and falls, mm-hmm. rises and falls four times. It flows. It's and very, every single time, every single time, it rises higher and higher. Just like the main theme, mm-hmm. it does the same thing. That's why the main theme and the force theme sound very correct together. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but the main interval is the same of those themes. So, anyway. Um, so that's very interesting. I love talking about orchestration. That's something that a lot of people... It's actually kind of interesting. A lot of people get composition and orchestration confused. I did for a really long time. But when you notice how the orchestration can make things jump off a page like that, that's cool, I think. Anyway, um, the orchestration of Star Wars is one of the coolest things ever. But, um, okay, okay. Back to the main differences, basic differences between the two. Number one, the Force theme is in a 
what is called a time signature or meter. I'm just using the word meter of four four, which I'm not going to explain what that means other than saying that four four is the rock time signature. Like if you if you listen to a rock song, a very classic like AD like ACDC mm-hmm. kind of rock song or Led Zeppelin like actually maybe not Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin's mm-hmm. kind of crazy it's, sometimes. It's it's your basic. It's your basic. It's the Time most signature. basic. It's the it's specifically the meter of the force theme. If you just yeah. listen to it, because it's like yeah, there we go. Right. <laughs> I'm putting the accent on the wrong number, but sorry. No, that's fine. But it's every four, right? Yeah. And this melody is not that. In fact, it's extremely different than that. Mm-hmm. Because it's not in four at all. At least it's not for this phrase of the piece. It is in six, eight. Six instead of a four on top. Eight instead of a four on bottom. So immediately in a whole different world, when it comes to the feel of it, mm-hmm. and the movement of it, and the rhythm, obviously. Because rhythm and meter are very closely related, as you could probably tell by the word meter. <laughs> so, can you, are you able to count this? No. Okay. I'll try to do it. Do I look like I go to? Well, can't you just school? go? Can't you just go one, two, three, four, five, six? Oh, one, sure, two, I can do three, that. Four. Okay, so, so here's like the I melody. I thought you meant like, just out of my butt. Count six. Actually, eight. let's do the force theme one more time. Okay. And then I'm gonna ask you to switch to do six, and I'm gonna snap with you so you know where I'm at. But all right, I'll try. Because I want to show the difference of the feel of it. Okay. That's important. Okay. To me, so I'll give you one, two. This is the force theme, right? One, two, ready, and bum, 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 like super simple, right? Okay, that's good. Very steady. Very steady. Very grounded. It's a march. Very grounded, yeah. Um, stable. I mean, it's so classical. It's painfully classical. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So stable. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Um, not swaying, not swinging. It's just it's just straight. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. solid like rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's one. Two, three, four, five, yeah. six. Okay. One, two, three, Here we go. Four, five, six. So okay, you see, it's like different. It's different. I'm not really accenting it right, but listen to y'all. Will listen to me. You'll hear. It's almost. It's almost. You like to say it's very reminiscent of like a waltz. It's it's like waltz. A dance. It's waltzy, but it's like it is because a waltz is three four time. So six eight is kind of just a variation of three four, right? It is. So it is. Yeah, any, people are uh, anytime there's anything related to three four. I I'll, well, first of all, I have a tendency to swing things, so don't make me sing it because I'll just that's true. Up <laughs> that's true. I'll be like <laughs> turn it into a but jazz song. I exemplified this earlier today with West Side Story. How, you know, one, two, three, you know, y'all know your math, kids, okay? <laughs> um, music is math, learn it. One, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. So here's the accent. So yeah. that's in three, right? That's very waltzy. Yeah. But I can do this 
and make it every two instead of every three. Back into three. You see what I'm doing? Yeah. I can't do that because I'm not a percussionist. But, like but if I hope people can hear what I'm doing. I'm just changing where the accent goes. Yes, yes, yes. Or where, the, where the impulse of it goes. Yeah. And that immediately changes it from being swung mm -hmm. to more straight, like the force theme. Uh-huh. You know? Um, West Side Story. You know? And, like, that's why it's so iconic, because it kind of, it's always changing. It's so colorful like that. But, um, so, yeah, so we have this swinging aspect, this waltzing aspect, which is very reminiscent of the Battle of the Heroes, mm -hmm. with there being this part in it that's literally, like, it's a brief moment, even though it's the best moment of the piece, and I hate that he always does this, he always <laughs> makes the best parts of his pieces the least lengthy. It's always so brief. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, but there is a literal waltz when they're fighting. And if y'all go listen to that, you can easily hear it if you're listening for it. It's very obvious because it goes into three. Or it's like a weird variation of three, but it feels like it's swung. It's so cool. Know? Oh, yeah. It's the best thing ever. It's really genius. But, okay. So that's a very easy, noticeable difference. Another big difference is the use of the tritone. Which is, um, as people call music. it, yeah, the Devil's Interval. Oh, the Devil's Interval, sorry. The Devil's Interval, which is not used in themes of his. He doesn't even use a tritone in the Imperial March. There's no, there's no tritone. Explain why it's, just briefly explain why it's called the Devil's Interval. Because it's I, interesting. Because it's I cool. find <laughs> this so interesting. It, it is very interesting. So, um... In fact, I'm sure David Collins has talked about this before. I think you've maybe talked about it before, too, but say it again. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Just so people understand, like, what does that mean and why is it so significant that he's using it now yes. in this piece? Oh, yeah, that's a huge significance. Okay, okay, well, yes, I'll explain. So, intervals, really brief definition. An interval is the relationship from one pitch to the next pitch. Right, so when I'm talking about the first interval in this theme being like this minor third, you have this note going to this note, that's an interval, right? Mm -hmm. And there are very specific intervals. The tritone is just one of them. However, it's like a special one because it's not really special anymore. People just use it willy-nilly now because it's like, hey, <laughs> freedom. Yeah. Church and state ain't the same, bro. Um, but back in the day when church and state were not separated and art was very regulated by the government. The um, church. By the church, yeah. Or, you know, what I mean. Kind of the same thing. But I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, so this is going to be around like 1400, 1300. Um, there was an interval that was not allowed to be used. And this interval... Period. Period. Like, if you used it, you were literally killed. Like, it was very enforced not to be used because of the fact that it was deemed so dissonant and so uncomfortable, basically, and non and not representative of the beauty of God, which Western music was for God, uh -huh. right? Um, that's why when you listen back to Gregorian chant, there's only a few intervals. You have the perfect fifth. Uh -huh. You have octaves. You have ma major seconds. You might have a minor second in there, but perfect fourth, you would never have, like, thirds, and you would never have sixths, sevenths, or the tritone. <laughs> yeah. Because any of those don't fit very well in, like, 
I'm not going to get into this, but the Overtone series. I'm yeah. not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it, but y'all should check it out. It's very fascinating. Um, it's also very easy to understand, frankly. Um, but, yes, the tritone just doesn't fit anywhere. It just is very uncomfortable, and it was literally banned from, like, the Council of Trent. And, like, it was just, like, a crazy, crazy it thing was, for they, hundreds and hundreds just of years. considered it so dissonant. That it's so ugly that it must be devil, like incarnate from Satan, yeah. basically. It would be repre- deemed as representative of worshiping, yeah, Satan using um, a tritone, yes, in your song. Pretty incredible. <laughs> you would be killed. It's pretty incredible. But then you start it's to see, crazy. but then you start to see the tritone sneak in with dominant chords and like stuff like that. And people started using them. But anyway, um, yeah. So so there's this huge just lineage of just bad behind the tritone yeah. just the bad of life like just evil it just cr- like an it evil just, force it feels like you were saying tense, broken tense tense like there's it's tension tense. there there's yeah. all there's always going to be tension with the tritone even if you don't want there to be it's just like human nature for us to hear it that way so it's very interesting he hangs on a tritone he doesn't just like touch it he literally for two measures just like hangs on it near the end of it should I play it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pointing out where the tritone is. Alright, that's what I'm gonna do. Here we go. It kinda goes by fast though, but it's the last interval in the piece. All very consonant so far. And it starts to break down. There it is. There it is. That last interval is a tritone, which I think is very interesting. He never does that. I don't I don't I can't think of a single theme. Maybe Across the Stars has one, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. But I cannot think of another theme for a character that has a tritone that prominently. Maybe Pelps. Oh yeah, he does. He does. He has a tritone. But not two. He's got two. Pretty crazy. Anyway, so what are we talking about character, right? Like relating Jada's the character. Out there wild and yeah, on, seriously. On about Obi Wan. He is, but I think we gotta look at that, you know, from character perspective, like who Obi Wan is and like why would he want to use the tritone in this theme? And I think it makes perfect sense because you know. From what we've seen already, and I think what people just assume based on the, even the trailer, like what he looks like, and just like, even if you haven't seen the episode yet, episodes yet, he's going, he's going through, through it. it, and you get a sense of just a broken line of music mm-hmm. with that interval. Like it seems very angular. It doesn't feel like it has a lot of direction, even though like it probably technically does because it's like music theory, you know. But. Um, there's just like an aspect of there's the the, her, the heroicism is that a word? Yeah. The heroicism that you get with like that fifth, the strength that you get with the fifths and the octaves and the fourths and you get them. Mm-hmm. They're like inner. They're in there. Uh, in fact, the middle of the theme is actually the most consonant part. You get octaves and you get fourths and you can even hear like the horn blends with the strings a little bit. And that's a really nice. I love that. I love the arc. Mm-hmm. The the theme is actually an arc. It's very nicely. Like, presented as a story, almost, mm-hmm. in and of itself. 
and near the end of the theme, you start to get these tritones, and he's lingering on those tritones. And, like, um, sorry, you, did you, you mentioned, didn't you say something about it? Like, it just represents, like, his, uh, I'm trying to rack my brain, it's so late, I'm trying to, like, stay on top of this. I did say something very brilliant, and I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> ah. But I remember being like, oh, yeah, that was, that was good. We should write that, we should talk about that. <laughs> Shoot. I well, it's just, I, I just think it's it's just simply interesting well, that the tritone is closely related to the fifth, but it's one off. It's just like slightly below. I remember saying that I just, just the time signature itself, that it's 6 8. Yeah. Um, and like you're saying, compared to the force theme, which is this, clearly is supposed to be related to in some way. Yeah. Is your much more stable, normal four four mm-hmm. that it's just broke. It's, it's so fragmented. It's not. It's not. It's unstable. It is. Oh it, yeah. Like it wanders. It literally it wanders. wanders aimlessly in that little mid section. Yeah. Right no, there. no, no. Let's listen to that one more time. Yeah, yeah. Like just listen again. I mentioned earlier the contour of it. Which, which, which is why I was like, this is such a complex piece of music. And the only, uh, for a theme for a character, the yes, sir. only other yes, sir. character theme that I can think of that I always thought was the most complex is Anakin's theme, yeah. which also wanders all over the place. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So well, just listen. No, you say in the middle, in the well, end of it. The ending of it's kind of interesting this, because, like, it, the horn is, like, bobbing up and down, like, between the this lines. This all right and stuff. here. There's just a lot of notes, and they're going all over the place. Well, yeah, let's listen one more, one more time. One more time. Like, so it starts. I'll narrate the contour. Okay. <laughs> Goes up, down, up, down, literally just alternating. Up again. <laughs> down. A little further down. Up. Yeah. Heroicism in the middle. Down up. This is angular. Listen. It just wanders. Up and down and up and down. He's struggling. Constantly. He cannot just he does not know what to do. Yeah. Which I think is again, like in contrast to the force theme, there's rising and falling, and it's just a cycle. And it's orderly. It's very structured. There's there's a plan there. Like like it seems like it's just it's determined. You know what I mean? Plus the fact directional. Um, well, I guess this is a spoiler somewhat. Um, he hasn't been using the force at uh, all. Yep. He's just denying it, basically. No, 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 no. This this was a bigger point. You're getting to a bigger point of mine. Oh, sorry. which maybe I'll just touch on because I will. I want to mention the music that's taken from that he's clearly taking from. Oh, okay. Because I just love that. We all. Love, I. I don't know. That's my thing. I love seeing that. Okay. That's cool, but um. This is kind of the big thing, and I know we're getting a little further into the episode, so I do want to mention this just because, like, I want this known and stated as a thesis of, like, my whole interpretation of this theme. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I am personally interested in as an artist is the relationship between the three bodies that allow art to exist. And those three bodies are audience... Creator, composer, whoever the person is who's writing it, who choreographing it, or whoever the creator, mm-hmm. 
and the performers. And sometimes, you know, like the performer and creator can be the same, audience and creator can be the same. You know, like there there's there are different like levels to it, but those are the that's like the trinity of art basically. And what I think is really fun is seeing music and seeing work in art that reflects those relationships and kind of makes you question it a little bit, you know, and highlights that, that there is that relationship there that's really important. It's actually everything, right? Mm-hmm. And the Star Wars community is one of the most tight-knit communities and one of the most, like, I think highly aware communities in pop culture. Like, they just know that there are communities. Star Wars Celebration exists. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, look at that. Why does that <laughs> exist? Right? So I think it's just, it's very, very interesting to see, like, how sociologically that that's a thing for me to observe that as myself who's weird and I look at things like that. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I think is really brilliant, and I hope, I, you know, I suspect he would probably think of this. He just got done writing another concerto. So he's been working. Um is this idea that we feel the force theme there. Mm-hmm. As the audience, we feel the force theme there. You know what I mean? In this music, right at the beginning, because of the orchestration, like 100%, he's painting the picture of we are about to be given the binary sunset moment. Mm-hmm. You know, But it is immediately subverted, and like it's jagged. It's, not, it's pretty, but it's pretty in like a somber way. It's not heroic. It's not, like, bombastic. Certainly not bombastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I, I, like you say, confused, wandering, and all this. It's, very, it's an antithesis to the Force theme, in a way. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Um, and I think that, like, the, the hints of the Force theme, like, the octave leaps and the falling, beep, 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 you know what I mean? Like, that is Force theme, literally. It's mm-hmm. just changed a little bit. But he never gives it to us. He never gives it to us in this whole piece, four minutes. Never is there a moment of the Force theme, right? And I just think as the audience, we are living through what Obi-Wan's living through. And that it is represented in this music. Which, again, what is this music called? Obi-Wan. It's not called Obi-Wan's theme. I think it's way more personified. It's like the music is being personified. That's how I see it, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, or rather, maybe Obi-Wan is being personified because it's all just art being personified i guess but um i just think it's a very interesting way to connect the art of the music to the art of the character to the audience and just create this like very cool cyclical relationship between things are you listening what is going on i'm sorry my neck hurts from turning to look at you weirdly you you just you're doing a lot of movement i'm sorry i literally had like a kink in my neck i had to get it out sorry but literally what do we get obi-wan fighting to find that force into himself struggling to find it <clears throat> and he doesn't quite get it so far. We don't really get it. I don't know, like, I, I just, it's hard to explain because it's meta. It is actually meta, the way I experience it. Um, am I making sense? Yeah. Am I really? Yes. Sometimes I feel like I sound stupid. <laughs> no. It makes, per- I mean, it makes perfect sense to me because that's what I'm getting from, that is what I'm getting from. Like, it. everyone who listens to this music, you just feel the forest theme it's in you, you feel, feel it, it in there. there yeah and, and and i even like i said i wrote out the melodies and you can see relationships like the first measure of the force theme i'm sorry the first uh the second measure of obi-wan's theme has the same rhythm almost or basically as the rhythm of the second measure in the force theme mm-hmm. and you have the same intervals spelled 
you know, you get the octaves, the fifths, the thirds, the scalar motion, the run, down, that goes to a leap up. You get that, all of that. You get all this stuff. There's nothing new here, except the tritone. The tritone is the only thing that's actually new when it comes to, like, pitch stuff. <clears throat> but regardless, it's always there, and with Obi-Wan, he knows it's there. Like, he knows it's there. We know it's within him, mm-hmm. but it's not showing. You know, it's something's broken. There's something literally broken. It's like, it's almost like with this theme, with the music, you feel like you could just get your hands in there and just like mold it into the force just theme. Just rearrange like you could do it just it. a little bit. Yeah, I feel, it's how, that's yeah. how it feels. To me, at least. Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess that's my big takeaway with it. Um, okay. Well, similarly, I don't know squat about what interval goes with you know how they match or whatever yeah sure um, or how they're rearranged because i can't yeah sorry i hope i'm not am i saying like that i don't think that matters like you don't even no, know no i know what i'm gonna say is i don't know that yet exactly i can this is subconscious that bro. it's in there somewhere yeah. and hear it and feel it but that again like the difference between just the time signatures yep. says it all it says it all dude it's just a restructuring it's literally it's just a boom you know He's really, really warped it. Yeah, turned it, turned it, changed the time signature, made it less stable, made it more. Um, I don't know. Just. Uh, I just keep using the word fragmentary yeah, and jagged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fragmentary and jagged. It does seem very. It's not fragmented. continuous. It doesn't feel like it's stitched together. No. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, anyway, I guess that's my biggest takeaway. I mean, I, of course, I can, I can always talk about the interesting stuff, but no one cares about that. <laughs> so I, I'll mean? just, you know, just like about like the intervals and how like, um, well, why don't we move on to like the next section? Yeah. Because there's this is the cool stuff. Yeah. That's, that was when we were like, Oh, okay. So yelling and probably, like I said, the neighbors think we're fighting. I was like, I don't want to say that. We'll go. Okay. So no, there was some yelling. The first place, the first place you can always, the first thing you can always do with John Williams is think about how he's stealing from himself. That's always the first question, okay, with me. And he plays himself all the time. He plays himself all the time. I mean, again, we've just talked about two themes from him for this entire time. The Force theme. He's copying off himself in that way, <laughs> but in a brilliant way. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool what he's doing, and I think more people need to do this. So just whoever's out there, just like you don't need to write all this new stuff. Just take what you already did and make it cool. <laughs> That's all I gotta do. Um, anyway, so really cool relationships I heard with Galaxy's Edge theme. That's number one. That was the first thing that stood out to me, actually. Besides, um, I'm gonna go on again. I'll talk again about pieces that he's stealing from himself, but then pieces that he's stealing from others. <laughs> <laughs> so the Galaxy's Edge theme is, of course, very heroic. And it has, though, that hollow feeling. That's the only way I can kind of describe it. Like, it's like a dark her- heroicism. Like it's, it's like a mystical It's mystical, heroicism. yeah. I feel like it's mystical in the, in the middle there. Yeah. Somewhere. And I'm going to kind of combine this with Lawrence of Arabia, which you referenced earlier. Um, very clear connection to Lawrence of Arabia with the harmonies in the first half of the theme. Uh, especially, you know, I'm going to play the second, like when the theme is repeated with, with the orchestration of the whole strings and with those harmonies, very Lawrence of Arabia, like just the chords and how they move and slither and kind of just like mm-hmm. move in and out. So here's 
kind of the segue from the exposition of the A theme. That's what it's called. Eh. <laughs> and then it's Did repeated. You say so? <laughs> and then it's repeated with the strings in 2T in full. It's just not so droopy. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh, this is some voyaging music. That's Galaxy's Edge right there. <laughs> anyway, so... Oh, man, you can do this part. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, so... A medieval relationship forged there, which I just think is cute. Um, I don't know how specific to get with this stuff. I'm just not going to get specific with that. I'll just show you the music, honestly. Because y'all can hear it for yourselves or not. I could be crazy. <laughs> I don't really know, guys. Um, I don't think you're crazy because I... I when you were talking earlier, I was like, I just have these uh-huh. ears, you know what I mean? I have the ears to hear this stuff. I don't know why, I don't know how, I didn't really learn about it. I just do it. I don't know. Which makes me feel like sometimes I'm crazy, maybe no one cares, but... You know, I, there was one time, I have a cool story about, like, one time, I was teaching, I was giving a lesson, I think I told you about this, on Zoom, during COVID, a percussion lesson, and... My student at the time was, we were doing listening assignments because, like, I'm also a composer. Listening assignments is, like, a thing that composition students do. And, I, and, and like, I, she was giving me the vibe that maybe she'd like to write music, so I was kind of, like, throwing stuff in there. Music that can inspire writing. And, and I would show her, I wouldn't show her Star Wars. I would show her, like, more classical pieces, I guess. That's just, like, how I've been brought up. Um... But I would connect them to film scores. So you kind of modernize older music for kids. That's mm-hmm. that's the way to go, I think, with a lot of kids these days. So I would always do, like, Mar. I would show her Mars, which is, of course, copied from, like, you know, John Williams copies that for the beginning of episode four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stravinsky, Rite of Spring, he copies that uh, about ten minutes after the beginning of episode four. <laughs> uh, and... You know, the host Jupiter, which is also from the planets, which is Mars is from. And just like a lot of other stuff. Tchaikovsky, we talk about Tchaikovsky all the time. Shostakovich, all the time. Um, Mazorksky, Schumann, Liszt, uh, Chopin. Like, it's Beethoven, of course. Like, all, like, major figureheads. It's really fun to, like, relate him to past figures. But anyway, um, Galaxy's Edge theme. That's a big one. Um... Continuing with how he copies himself across the stars. Mm-hmm. And this is subtle, but I think it's very similar to the chord progression, like the, the falling nature of it and just like the, the, the very lush harmony of that melody. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, pardon me, I'm going to find this. I don't remember exactly. Do you remember exactly where we said it was? Oh, jeez, dude. No. You're putting me, you suck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm brain dead right now. This part? That part. This part. This right here. Yeah. So, like, subtle. But it kind of sounds like um, the ending of the Across the Stars theme. Honestly, a little bit. Hmm. Do you agree? Um, That one maybe ages on me a little bit. 
I'm not totally sure about that. I'm kind of like going off like first impressions a little bit. Um, and then just weirdly enough, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> yeah. It sounds exactly like that. Yeah. The falling yeah, chromatic part. Dee, dee, dee. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Like that is kind of funny. Don't know if you meant that. Harry Potter, of course, as well. Um, what specifically from Harry Potter? I don't know, guys. <laughs> you're not saying anything. It feels like Harry you're Potter. you're hurting me out here. I've been talking for an hour and a half. I, because you're the one that knows all this stuff. What am I supposed to say? I need someone to help confirm if like I sound crazy. Okay. Well, I don't think you sound crazy. I told you. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, but this is the fun stuff. This is cool. So just check this out, right? I'm gonna play. We're just gonna keep going, and I'm gonna show y'all the relationship that this theme has to two very different composers um, living at different times. One being Mr. Bruckner, uh-huh. and the other being I forget his first name, and the other being Mr. Peter Tchaikovsky, uh-huh. which everyone knows. Uh, Tchaikovsky writes wrote The Nutcracker. He wrote Swan Lake. He wrote, uh, um, oh God, A Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. He wrote Overture of 1812, if any real Tchaikovsky fans are out there. <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. And really cool chamber works, by the way. String mm. chamber works. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Yeah, I don't I really, I'm partial to the ballets. Of course, so. everyone is. Understandable. That's just... He's really good, though. He's, he's great. I'm a People basic. don't give him enough love. Um, basic. And Bruckner, very well known for his brass writing, very well known for his symphonies, his concerti, his uh, brass writing. I oh. mean, like, seriously. And, <laughs> and don't forget the Chopin part. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, every time you hear that part, you're like, but it's literally Chopin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually well, Chopin. Well, it's an interesting combination of Chopin and Bruckner, though, because it's all brass. Which Bruckner did a lot of like brass chorale, which is what that is. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and specifically brass chorale without trumpets, which he does. Very interesting. Yeah, also, you know Gabrielli. Uh, Gabrielli is like a really old uh, Baroque composer. No, I don't know Gabrielli. He kind of originated like brass only music, basically oh. in like a classical sense. That oh. wasn't just fanfares, like mm. with the fugle, well, bugle. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, I don't know, guys. I don't know, man. I'm nervous. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna keep listening. <laughs> so weird. We're gonna keep listening. Uh huh. Keep listening. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So after we get that lush, two T strings moment, which two T strings just means that it's only strings. You're not hearing anything else. After we get that, we get this very cool. Rocking literally, it literally feels like it's rocking back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, what's called an ostinato. An ostinato is just a repeating pattern that just kind of provides a foundation to. It's just like a beat. It's mm-hmm. just like a repeating line, and this kind of thing. Show it. And I'm just gonna play this whole part, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna show the Bruckner comparison. Okay. Listen to you know, listen to how it just repeats, and just the intensity builds through the repetition. Things are added. Um, it's only a few things at a time, though, just to build the intensity slowly. That in- that slow, intense build, mm-hmm. you know, from nothing, from just this one repeating idea. And then we get um, the melody comes back mm-hmm. over this accompaniment underneath. 
in the trumpets and violins, I believe, and flutes. So now we get this brighter rendition of it, you know? I just love how he got, he, this theme is cool. I love this recording because this, the way this piece is arranged, the theme is brought back in different ways every single time, which I appreciate. It's orchestrated differently every single time, which I think is like also representative of his character. Just, just very, he's a very multi-faced, I mean like in one second, spoiler alert, he's, spoiler <laughs> alert, he's willing to leave Leia. Mm-hmm. But in another, he's saving the galaxy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's just yeah. a very complex character, as we're saying. But here we go. This build is cool. <laughs> Across the stairs. Classical cadence. <laughs> Very Beethoven right there. That's so Beethoven, dude. It's so Beethoven. That ending. Number nine, man. But let me um, ask you... Well, can I play the Bruckner before people, like, lose it in their heads? Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. I just want to stay fresh. Stay fresh, stay fresh. Okay, okay, Um, This is Bruckner Symphony Number 8, the fourth movement. Finale, which is, like, the best movement. This is how it starts, but you're already like, wait a minute... Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> this sounds familiar, dude. That's the beginning. But what it sounds like is the ending. Um, where we just get this, like, sick build, dude. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it kind of just comes out of nowhere, so I'm going to let it go. Oh, yeah, there it is. You can already hear it. I know. Out of a two-t-string moment. <laughs> even. You hear that? This flute, but. Oh. Long pause. Long pause. <laughs> it's different though because it's rising, which is interesting. Ah, I just noticed that. fire that's the force thing what the heck just popped up that's so good dude Batman. Oh, yeah. It's also that interval. Super Batman. Yeah, and then it drops out. But, yeah, so, like... And what's very interesting is, so, you notice in this... You don't... In the Obi-Wan version, the build before the melody comes in, it's just one pitch. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of add to it, the intensity. 
this what's very different is it's alternating between bum 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 right mm-hmm. which is a minor third and what does obi-wan's theme start with a minor third which i think could be on purpose because i don't know i feel like that was a meticulous decision to make it a minor third leap which is just kind of weird a lot of the time, themes don't start with minor thirds. They they, they can start with sixth normally, like Leia's theme mm-hmm. and Han and Leia's theme, Han and the Princess. Um, that's it. I just it's weird. The minor third. I don't know. Can I ask what like I was going to ask you before? Yeah. Um, I specifically remember it, that um, David Collins again mentioning. When he was analyzing Revenge of the Sith, and there's that conversation between Padme and Obi Wan. Oh yeah, Obi Wan yeah. is telling Padme Anakin yes. has oh, yes. literally gone off the deep end. That's true. And then he finds out you're boom, she. Boom, boom, the repetition. Boom. Yeah. That's like true. the repeating of a phrase over and over and over again in that scene, I I think I recall David Collins saying. Is the only time he's ever done that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely is. It in definitely the Star is. Star Wars saga. Mm, that's true. But now we're getting this. Not anymore, son. In this new piece. Well, it's different. It's a different context. I mean, it's uh, no, no, so no, no. I know it's different because yeah. it's a, you know, like you said, it's a falling. Uh, it's, it's not like a. It, it's like but it's, it's repeated it's, over it's, and over. It's and like over. repeating and building in like a diagonal direction. It's like it's exponentially increasing. Yes. The version that that thing in episode three, I feel like, is more of a like horizontal increase. Well, I know. I'm not saying that you know it, I mean? it's exactly the same, but I'm no, saying that I'm the use comparing. of repetition. Yeah. He just doesn't do it very much. He doesn't much. do it that much. And Except in the Galaxy's Edge theme, that he does it all the okay, time. Okay. Well, I but coincidental coincidence that it's no Obi Wan in both of those. Scenes, nah, no, or no, both no. of those cases. Strong doubt. Big because doubt. I mean, in the show, he's clearly. I mean, we keep saying he's going through something. He's relit, and he's they show it, yeah. this dream sequence of him and his failure. That's true. And how what happens to Anakin? So, and in that scene in Revenge of the Sith, he's telling her what's happening to Anakin, and it's it's repeating like it's getting more and more and more. Uh, I don't know, upsetting. I feel like it's like a representation of like the welling of tears a little bit. Yeah. You know. But the, the use of repetition is the point I'm trying to make. That it's Obi-Wan in both cases. Just a struggle. And he's having these dreams as though he just keeps reliving this failure over and over in his head and he keeps dreaming about it and all he can do is think about it and the only thing he can think to do is to keep an eye on Luke. Mm-hmm. As his penance, basically, is that he owes this to Padme at least to to watch over their kid. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very she's pregnant in that scene in Revenge of the Sith with the kids. I know. So, to me, they're tied to get like the repeti- okay. the repetition thing. Yeah, is I think you're right. Related. Yeah. Totally. The, not not necessarily musically. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's, with it's the thematic. characters, yeah, dude, it's it's like... with the characters that are involved here, it's the same five characters: the kids, yeah. and Padme and Anakin and Obi Wan. For sure. Oh my goodness. 
there's <laughs> like I said, we're at, the ho- <laughs> we're at the hotel still, and there's people running around above our heads. Or outside, I couldn't really tell, but anyway. But yeah, good observation. That's good. I don't. I don't recall him using repetition like that, like hardly ever. No, he doesn't really. So. Except in Last Jedi, he uses it actually a lot in Last Jedi with that. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. When Luke is walking out of the cave. Oh, oh, oh. That yeah, but thing. not very, not like this, not like over and over and over and over. No, and this over. is like a long section of yeah. music to have that. Actually, it's like a minute. Well, to um, me, that section is just him. He can't stop thinking about. That's probably right. What he did. I like that interpretation. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Where was that? That was here. And then this part repeats a lot too. Oh yeah. Um. He's caught in a loop. Yes. Okay. Okay. There's just so much to talk about. I'm not. I'm not going to go much further because there's just like a lot, and I'm not trying to say what I'm. I don't. I, that I'm right about any of this stuff. No. This is just interpretation. Um, no. Yeah. I'm just like looking at it from my own perspective, I guess, which I don't normally do on air. But <laughs> um, okay. But then there's just this really interesting connection with Tchaikovsky, again. I think that Bruckner one is obvious. Yeah. Like, that he definitely meant. And I I mean definitely meant. I'm that confident that he meant it. Because that, that moment, symphonically, is a very iconic moment. Like, everyone plays that as excerpts. Like, it's, it's like, done all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another iconic moment from a very different piece. Which, again, like, respect how different, like, he's thinking, I think. Um, but I'm bringing us back to talking about this in 6-8. Talking about this in the context of a waltz, like in the context of a dance. And Tchaikovsky comes up into the conversation, and you're like, oh man, ballet guy. That's mm-hmm. what you were saying. So I think that part of this is reminiscent of the pas de deux, which is the big number in the Nutcracker where... What's the girl's name? L. Well... Um, Clara. Clara, that's Clara. But most of the time that I've seen the Nutcracker, the pas de is performed by the Sugar Plum Fairy and the Nutcracker. Or not the Nutcracker. Uh, oh, really? Whoever the Sugar Plum Fairy's consort is. There's different versions, though, right? But, I mean, I've seen it be... Sure I've, seen it. I've seen it be the Nutcracker and Clara. Yeah. Like once out of all the times I've seen different versions. Really? A lot of, I mean, it seems why like do I, it's. Why do I think that? Sugar Plum Fairy most of the time. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, like, it is the climactic moment. It is. The, of it is the, ballet. the. Like, the. Um, whoever the best ballerina in the company is. That's is why doing you're, this. This is why you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, who gets this part, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to play Obi-Wan's. The, this part and it's it, it's specifically it has to do with repetition again actually mm-hmm. it's a repetition that happens right at the end which I think is impactful because it's you've heard Obi-Wan's theme in this five times but he chooses to repeat the last part mm-hmm. at the end for building more he does a really good job with building tension with density in this like it's great oh did you talk about that moment where it's just like nasty no okay I will talk about that I will talk about that I will talk about that uh, but let me find this. Again, Lawrence of Arabia, like. 
and galaxy's edge. It's all like tied together. Mm -hmm. This, that's it. This is it. This is it, guys. This is it. The nasty moment. Oh. This is the part that reminisces of the Nutcracker. Oh, okay. So like that repeating part in the strings, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of falls both times. I feel like John Williams just loves talking about contour. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like he's so sure. obsessed with that, the direction of the line. Like I feel like he's just like he thinks about that so much. Um, okay, Padida. Again, you're just staring at me. I'm Why? listening. Okay. <laughs> Here's the pot of dough. I'll just set y'all up. It's a classic. It's beautiful. Harpist going off. Literally just a scale. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, y'all feel it. This is the end. Here, I'll let it build a little bit. Oh! Wait, did we miss it? No. Oh yeah, that's right, I'm sorry. No wait, I, I think we missed it. What's that? This is the ending. Yeah? No, this is the ending. I don't know what part you're talking about. The part where it repeats. It's like, it repeats twice, that's why I'm looking for the thing. Sorry. It's this thing. There it is. Reminds me of that. I don't know. Now play the other one again, just to make sure. Oh yeah, okay. I get it. Sorry, keep me in your mind. I mean, come on. Right? I mean, I, I feel it. Yeah. Okay, we will talk about that. Also, still Bruckner. I mean, this whole thing sounds very Bruckner mm -hmm. to me. Um, and yeah, so what we're talking about, what we were just briefly talking about, we have to end soon, though, because my laptop is almost out of charge. Oh, no. But um, there is a part where he plays a little bit of a game, and he does give you... That interval, that first interval, that sets up the fourth thing that we all know, he does do it, but he immediately, instead of going in the direction we think it's going, takes us to this really different chord. It's very different, which I don't even really need to explain, I don't think. Like, y'all hear it, you know? 
Also, shout out Woodwinds. Never get a feature like this. Sorry, it's coming. Here it comes. There it is, boys. And this part is just twisted, bro. There's just theme though. He's messing with it. This is developmental. Strings again. A lot of strings. And here we have Chopin. <laughs> no trumpets. Just like um, Bruckner. Ah, see that transition? Mm. I love the retransition. Very last Jedi. That's Galaxy's Edge, though. That is. And then Tchaikovsky. Definitely, though. I'm calling it. He brings that back. Tam Tam. <laughs> At the end, by the way. Oh. Well, where's that where's that nasty part that we were both like, oh, what is oh, that? Oh, the okay, so yes, during the the third section of the piece. Mm-hmm. Which is the part with the Bruckner build that we were discussing? There is a moment where the harmony changes with the melody, where you expect it to, um, just to kind of match the chord that the melody spells out, you know? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't change it back. The underlying accompaniment line, the beat, he doesn't change it back to the correct harmony with the melody when the melody comes back. So there's this like split between the strings and the melody, which I think is, as my mom says, nasty. I, I do think it is a little nasty <laughs> because it is very different. He doesn't do that very often. It's normally chunks. Like it's just all moving yeah, yeah, yeah. together as one ensemble. But he actually seems to be experimenting a little bit with, you know, like, um, Oh my god, what? I'm, I'm, it's, I'm sorry, it's late. Poly, um, polyphony, polyphony, I'm sorry, dude. Oh, jeez. Polyphony, like multiple voices in the ensemble kind of competing against each other, which I think is great. I think it's refreshing for me personally. Um, and that part would be this. I'll tell y'all when it's here. That's Bruckner. 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> right? Here it comes. So, changes with him. And then stays. It's just powering it's through. Tense. Yeah. Perhaps this raises the force. Maybe. Then... That's, like, so classical. That's um, another interpretation that perhaps the strings are the Force. Well, but then we get that twisted stuff after, and it's the Force thing. Like, it's literally he's about to play the Force theme, and then it doesn't happen, and it's all uh, it's all warped. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say that. It's trying. I'm going to say that. That's it's, my thesis. It's trying to come back, and he's just like, nope, mm-mm, not well, like, do And, it. like, the brass is, like, the heroism of I, Obi-Wan. Then the strings are, like, the force. And then the woodwinds are, like, the heart of it a little bit. It's like he, um... It's very multifaceted. It's Obi-Wan. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. it's so It's called Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because it is different. It's a different theme. It's relating to the character in a way that is extremely different from what it normally is. And it is very refreshing in that way. It's very refreshing. I think I think it's like kind of it's a reminder almost maybe for me even a little bit of like yeah dude this guy he he thinks differently you know what I mean mm-hmm. um anyway. I love that moment I love that moment a lot where it splits like that yeah it's great dude it's so good because it's like like we were saying he's it, he it's trying it's trying to like tell him Dude, come on. Like, you can't just be hiding out here. You can't just be... Because then not... you have to ask yourself, yeah. Yeah. You have to ask yourself, why do you make that decision? That's what you have to ask yourself. Every single... He <laughs> had to write those notes. He hand writes this music. You know what I mean? Why is he writing those notes? There's always a reason. He doesn't need to. He could have just had to be sustained or, like, a mm-hmm. build, like, in... I don't know what's an example. Like, the Galaxy's Edge music. You know what I mean? There's nothing... Gr- it's great, but it's very... You know, he mailed it in. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I love that music. Oh my god, we're probably clipping so it's bad. It's adventure. It's adventure. Oh no, it's perfect for what it is. But like he writes things perfectly for what they're meant for. And I just feel like he was he was spreading his wings a little bit mm-hmm. on this one. Just because it, it feels like it doesn't need to be as complicated as it needs to be. And it's super complicated. He could have literally. It could have just been the force theme. We didn't even need a new theme. Why <laughs> did he write a new theme? This is the question. You know. Because they he's asked clearly him to aware. And he had well, yeah, some time. but like, <laughs> why didn't he use the force theme, though? Why didn't he use the, the stuff he's already written? You know, where's his brain gonna go? He's thinking something. Yeah. To write all this stuff, I would hope. I mean, I think he's thinking. I think he's thinking the repetition. Yeah, the insanity. It, it is, like I said, he's stuck in this loop of not being able to forget. That this was, he feels responsible for this. Yes. And that now there's these, oh. there are these two kids that now he also feels responsible for because he probably feels like he caused their parents' death. I mean, not that yeah. Anakin's dead, but, well, he, oh, well, I guess, he, <laughs> I guess, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Apparently he didn't know that Anakin was alive. Uh, but you know he knows Padme's dead, so yeah. Um, it's just it's a painful, it's painful this yeah. piece of music. And remember, there's a tritone in that melody. There's a tritone in the melody, man. I mean, yeah, it's definitely like the most 
intense music I've gotten from him in a while. And well, I that's really why like that's it. why I really like that moment because it is. That's a creative ooh, decision. It is, dude, <laughs> like, ow, God. Yeah, dude. It's yes. just like that. I kind of feel like that particular moment. It's is... kind of like you're looking in a mirror when it's like shattered. You know what I mean? Sure. Like there's dis there's dis there's a there's a disconnected image reflected from a whole image. Uh-huh. Like I think like that that fractal. It's it sounds kind of fractal, like it's shattered mm-hmm. a little bit. I guess I guess I want to I want to interpret the the way that these phrases are repeating could be t- two different things. It could be like my initial thought which was this is just a loop he's stuck in he can't stop thinking about it and how much pain he's caused and everything. Or like you brought up maybe it's the force trying to get him, get, yeah. get at him, and get him to move. Mm, yeah. And then that moment of dissonance is. We like, literally get the force theme in the strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's that like, moment almost. of dissonance is the is one mo just a one moment in in time where he's just like, yeah. like get out of here, yeah. like leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I am kind of upset we didn't see you live. I am. I tried to get through. I I didn't know how good it was. <laughs> now I know. I know. And now it's like, oh man, he'll be playing it. I'm well, sure. I mean, he's doing a lot of. I don't. I don't know why the Chicago concert got caught Colin. Well, got canceled. <laughs> I'm clipping, bro. What am I saying? My brain doesn't work. We gotta go soon, though. Okay, I'm. I'm just saying, he was supposed I'm to come lose back. Lose this audio. To, he was. He was come back. He. I was gonna plug it in. Just don't make, don't make a noise. Oh my gosh! So what? better than the thing dying um he was supposed to come back and conduct the chicago symphony this summer and our date got canceled the chicago date got canceled but he's still going around and doing that and i guarantee this is gonna be this is gonna be on the docket yeah this is gonna be on the program probably and we don't get to see it now twice because he's (laughs) not coming back to chicago for some reason yeah i mean okay give the guy a break he's 90 what? <laughs> I don't know, man. No, I don't think he's 90 yet. I think he's 80 still. I think he's 90. I think he turned 90. Nah. I think he did. Let me see. Pretty sure. Well, even if he's not... Okay, he's 89 or something. I will cut him some slack for shortening his his tour dates, I guess, but... Um, oh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. He's 90. I'm just, I'm, I'm just pretty obsessed with this piece of music. In a way that I Jeez, haven't been. Ninety, dude, that's crazy, bro. That's I haven't crazy. been this obsessed with a piece of John Williams music since Force Awakens came out, and re- and we heard Ray's theme and the mm, March of Resistance and that's true. Kylo's little. Motifs. You see, you, you're just into the themes. That's all you like. I love them. <sighs> I love them. I love listening to a new theme that specifically is for a character and trying to figure out. But do you know what? Takes why him more did work? he write this? Do you know what takes him more work though? Yeah, the filler. The miscellaneous yeah, stuff. Yeah, the filler stuff. That's why I get mad when people say that. <laughs> Dude, the Battle of Hoth music is one of the greatest things ever written in life. Well, I don't consider that like yes. filler music. That's no. I mean, it is though. It is, but... Oh, it's iconic, man, though. Dude, it's so good, man. All Yo, right. by the way, okay, and I mentioned all this orchestration. I gotta plug this, because this is one of my favorite moments of his orchestration. I don't think he... 
I'm sure he had a say in it because of how great it is. I really wonder if he made this decision himself with his orchestrator. Episode five. Mm-hmm. Okay, all y'all. This is your homework. Actually, yeah, let's just do listening assignments at the end of every episode. All right. We all can start right. doing that. Cool. Episode five, Battle of Hoth. The part when the walk the 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 walker's foot is about to stomp on Luke's snowspeeder that crashes on the ground. Mm-hmm. The music, okay? Go listen to that music and listen to the way in which the walker is depicted in the music. And that is one of the moments. Like, you actually understand and you listen and you hear that. Like, close your eyes and just listen to that. You don't need to watch. You know I mean? You don't need to watch. You literally know what's happening. Like, you <laughs> hear the machine in the strings and the trumpets, by the way. Which is insane. Like, how did he know that? How did he know that violins and trumpets would sound like a creaking walker? I have no idea. <laughs> it's genius, man. Because he's... It's incredible, a dude. genius. And it's actually... It's actually incredible, but uh, but I implore everyone to like use your use just think about orchestration sometimes because sometimes they can be called the same thing orchestration composition which like I don't care what you do mm-hmm. but like sometimes it's a whole other world like we just talked for like twenty minutes I swear about the beginning of the theme you know what I mean yeah where there was almost nothing going on but how much cues you get from that stuff it's crazy like you unlock that part of your brain you find so much stuff and why he's greatest you know what I mean yeah. He's the greatest. Um, yeah, it's... He's a modern-day Tchaikovsky, man. Um, but I'm very, very interested to pay close attention and to see what Nat- Natalie Holt yeah. is yeah, going to oh, do. Oh, we could talk about that, with too. With the scoring, Dude. with the rest of the show. Yeah. Her and music I, is sick. I guess we... Best, um, best television score for Star Wars media since it began. So far. I, I really She's believe that. killing it. I'm not going to say who she's better than, but I don't think she's better than anyone per se. It's just, but it's just it's touching me the most. It's just already. so good. Yeah, it's very good. And we're going to... They need to have her do more, man. I think we're going to... We're going to... I mean, we're obviously going to talk about the episodes themselves, too, but like I said, we are really tired at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, we've only watched that episode. We're going to bed, y'all. I'm going to watch them again on the plane, though. I've already downloaded my phone. All right. So I'm going to watch... Episodes one and two on the plane home, which yeah. I think is a good idea. Why don't you do that? Homework. <laughs> you know you're not by the mic anymore. <laughs> I'm just packing, bro. I'm oh, tired. my God. I'm well, how about we sign off before you walk away <laughs> and start packing, my son? Okay. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, no, we don't. are on they Twitter. On the Twitter. I just embarrassed myself for an hour. No. I, what? It's good stuff. I don't think I did a good job, though. I don't know why you would say that. I don't know. I think you did a really good job. You think so? Yeah. It's just, I, I am really tired. It is hard to do this when you're just tired. It is really tired. I mean, it's really hard to do when you're tired. But um, I just think the takeaway is... The music is a reflection. That the music is a reflection of... Not a commentary. It's literally a reflection. Right. It's what's going on inside him. Yeah. Literally, like, like turn into music. From a surface level and from a deeper level. Yeah, both. yeah, yeah. Just like Obi-Wan. Yeah. And just like our experience of the Force theme within the music. But that's interesting, too, because... That's the best part. I mean, I, I thought we were done, but let me just say one thing. There's very few 
um, character themes that he does that, if any others, I don't even know. I can't even, I can't really even think of any others that he do, he's done in like with the you know in the films. Yeah. Uh, except for Kylo. Kylo, I guess Kylo is an example of the character theme that is the psyche of the character. Yeah, man. Rather than just like a personality sketch or, you know what I mean? This is true. This is really what's going on inside his head. Yes, sir. At this point in his life. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. Different than race theme in that way. I do think race theme is aesthetic compared to this. Leia's theme is not that. True. Imperial March is so true. Definitely not that. If Leia's theme was like this, it would be completely different. It would be completely because she is a rebel, though. I always had a problem. This is facts. Leia's theme is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But who is the character it's written for? Her. Who is the character written for? You know what I mean? It's not her. Yeah. personality it's agree. just it's an homage to leia I agree. if anything and then luke's theme again it's just his story it's not what's going well, on inside him i think luke's theme is a good reflection of who he was but not anymore i think it's a little of an outdated well it is but it's him. it's still not his psychology and like i guess that's just his youth and his heroism and, and it's also interesting because fair. it's a this obi-wan theme is a snapshot of of him at a certain point in time in his life it is it is that's true whereas the force theme which was originally his theme from a new hope is him at that age that's a snapshot like he is clearly all up in the force Mm. he knows what he's doing he's got you know he's mentoring he's the wise guy that you know luke's getting trained by and all of that yeah true so that's a snapshot too if yeah. we're gonna take it as an obi-wan theme but this one that's i guess that's why it's really really fascinating to me because it's so yeah it's just it's literally what's going on inside his head at this moment yeah instead of just a personality sketch or a homage type of a thing or in it's the, very like operatic, it's, actually, because you know how yeah, opera, opera. I mean, you look at opera when when there's an aria, an aria, an aria uh-huh. of a character on the stage singing, you know, like a love song. You know that normally, like the lyrics will reflect, of course, what's what's going on in the character's mind. Mm. But not only that, the music surrounding the lyrics will tell you what's going on in the character's mind. You know and it sometimes is. it'll even give you context about things that are going outside of the scene. It's musical you know? theater. It definitely is, which I think I think is like, it's again like this is a, this is a character piece. It's not a theme. He clearly I don't even know if he, I I would be he didn't I would call it a so, theme. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't consider it a theme. Um, maybe well, it's a it's little a, deeper than that. It's a theme for the show because it's a theme for what he's. What's going on with him? I guess, yeah, but at the moment, maybe he didn't think of it that way. He could have simply not thought of it that way. Yeah. Honestly, maybe they're just using it as the theme. Yeah, but you know, kind of like Kylo had all these different motifs because the dude was fractured. Exactly, dude. Um, Still genius concept, by the way. So good. I know. I know. I know. Only John Williams would do that. Uh-huh. 
Only him. I'm just going to give this one character um, three different motifs, but they're not related to each other, and um, we're never going to finish him. <laughs> because he's Legend. a joke. <laughs> yeah. He's kidding himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, can we finish now? Are we done? Was that yeah. our last profound statement? Okay. I think so. I'm um, just interested. I'm interested to see what uh, happens to the music. It could potentially change. That would be cool. It could. If maybe the the force theme. Have we heard oh. the force theme? Uh, have we? I don't think have we. When he gets her. When he, yeah. Oh god! Again, I've only watched it once, and it was pretty late, and we were pretty tired. I would love a sequence though in the show if like the music from his theme morphs into the force theme. Just to confirm. It's gonna happen. Just to confirm. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, it's gonna involve Qui Gon. Let's just be clear. Like that is definitely gonna happen. It'd be cool if like the tritones got like amended, like mended into like fourths or fifths. <gasps> That'd be so good. That'd be kind of smart. If I wrote this music, I would do that. <laughs> I would do that. Well, let's see how much you think like J Dubs and see if he does that. Oh, you'll be so proud of yourself if he does that. Yeah. <laughs> you will never shut up about it. <laughs> I probably won't even notice because I'm dumb. Oh my god, stop it! What is wrong with you? <laughs> All right. We're done. Right. We're going That's home. We're no. going to Chicago the tomorrow. Plug. Bye. The, the plug? No. Um, yeah. If you want to reach out, we're on Twitter. Well, the Twitter <laughs> that I never really use. But you can reach out to me personally at Frey Adjacent. Colin is on Instagram. Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. Yeah. Is that correct? And we are both on Facebook. And that's it, right? CMJW, not a poet. Oh. Also on Instagram. The Poetry Burner account. The Poetry Burner account. Say it again. CMJW, my initials, underscore, not, underscore, uh, underscore, poet. Okay. If you would like to read some of Colin's poetry. (laughs) It's good. It's pretty good. It's good. I was actually trying to think about if I can do a Star Wars poem. What would I do one on? Ooh. Yeah. Let's do that project. That'd be cool. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, what if I just do it on the? <laughs> what if I just do it on the clothes presser that comes down on the clothes <laughs> and figure out how to write a poem on that? Like, I could see you doing that. Anyway, <laughs> we really need to get some sleep and go it's back bedtime. home. So it's bedtime, um, punks. <laughs> punks. <laughs> hey, Colin. What's up? See you around, kid. Peace. Oh. <laughs> nah, 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 do it one more time. Do it one more time. Hey, Colin. What's up? See you around, kid. Peace. Peace. Dude, I was learning what to say. No, you're clipping, dude. One more time, one more time. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Just one more time. What's up? See you around, kid. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions Podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.